This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, it's almost autumn. My very, very favorite season down here in the South. That means that it's about 90 degrees instead of 105. But also, that means it's one of my favorite seasons, and that's football season, right? I love me some college football season. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. LSU is opening in the Superdome against Florida State uh, Labor Day weekend, so can't wait for that one. I have no idea what A&M's schedule looks like this year. I'm now following two football teams, A&M, which obviously is perennially a semi-contender and somebody that has a big, huge football tradition. And then now University of Kansas, the basketball school where they're trying to rebuild a football program. So I'm off either end of the spectrum. And I'm really, really excited about Kansas football. I just love the fact that they're this underdog rebuild and this coach from small university and he's fired up. I'm really pumped about that. Just so you know, Kansas opens on September 2nd at 7 against Tennessee Tech. And shout out for Julie that Texas A&M opens against Sam Houston on September 3rd at 11 a.m. Of course they do. Fall is such a great time to promote our agencies. Yes, it is. Number one, it's my favorite time of year. So let's just get that out there. So I'm going to be completely biased about this time of year. But number two, we are coming up on the anniversary of a newly created position in our organization called Community Relations. And we could have called it a marketing rep. We could have called it marketing. We could have called it other things. But Community Relations was more of a fit to follow the practice of what we wanted it to look like. And the individual that we hired there has just been really dynamic. She's involved in all kinds of things. And it was just her world. It was a perfect fit for her personality, what she did naturally, and taking that and moving that natural thing into her work life. To think that we're only 10 months in, October of last year was the first time that we put this into place. And I can tell you that we timed it well. Maybe we're a little bit behind. If we would have started it in August, it would have been better. But the fall from a community and brand building and agency in the marketplace, it is such a busy and exciting time to put yourself out there. To me, it's the right time to put yourself out there. We've already talked about football. So one thing I do want to interject really quick are talking about football programs, especially in junior highs and high schools. I know this is one of those things that so many of our age, I would be willing to bet that 99.9 percent of our agencies are going to have somebody that it's reached out to them about putting an ad in a football program. I always want to let people know, don't put that in your advertising budget. That is a donation to a school. If you're putting it in there because you think you're going to really get business from it, just know that you're not going to. Look at that more as a donation and giving back to the community in your school rather than advertising. Anytime you're doing high school or youth program events, I see so many people that are expecting some kind of ROI from that. You're probably not going to get direct ROI, but consider it a donation to your community into that school event. That's a mistake that we made for years is that we thought about that as advertising to your point, and it's never been advertising. 
It's pure donation. The only people that are going to look at that are the obviously the people that are thumbing through the program, that are there for the games, looking for their son or daughter and cheer band, football. There's donation value and community value to doing it, but it's not advertising. What we've done... We've been involved in the coming back to school with the teachers, the convocation program. That's been a big winner for us. Still don't necessarily consider that advertising, but it's back to this community relations, building that brand, building that relationship through either the school district or the various events. Right here in East Texas, we have the Texas Forest Festival every fall. It's a huge, huge event. We're doing some sponsorships there. There's things that are constantly popping up in the fall that you almost have to kind of pick a little bit. You can't do them all or you're going to blow your budget up. But you need to find your place. What are you passionate about? What are your kids involved in? Or what are the kids of the staff members that work with you involved in? Where can you go and already have a little bit of recognition that you can now expand that recognition of who you are in the community? And by putting yourself out there, you're just going to be louder in the marketplace. And that's going to eventually bring you back opportunities. I always like to talk about event spots. So many times I will see people spend $600, $1,200, $1,500 on a sponsorship that's a table at an event. Well, first of all, if you're going to get a table at an event, make sure your table is full. Number one rule. Fill it up. To me, it's always such a tragedy when I'm at an event and I see these empty tables that sold out events with a specific business's name on them and there's no one sitting there. So if you're going to have a table ship sponsor, make sure you can fill the table. Do that ahead of time. But instead of doing a a table sponsor, see what you're getting for that sponsorship. See if that for that $600 or $1,200 or $1,500, instead of getting tickets that you may or may not really want to go to the event, start looking at what is the visual on those sponsorship dollars. Going back to Shane talking about the Forest Festival, I think that we're sponsoring, I think it's the cheer competition. That's correct. The cheer and dance. We got both. We chose a sponsorship that has a great visual opportunity. We chose a sponsorship that covers a significant geographical area as opposed to maybe a sponsorship that was very, very specific in one place with signage that was included with a whole bunch of other people. If you're looking at sponsorship dollars and you've got shared signage with 22 other businesses, you're not going to be as visual as investing some extra money for something that you get to own. You know I love event sponsorships which has been kind of this thing that we've moved into. I don't want people to think I'm bashing print or radio or TV. They're still big mediums. There's still areas where you can get a return and all of that. We've just never been that type of organization. We've done print a little bit. We've never done radio and we certainly never did TV. This was sort of a us landing on this event sponsoring path was sort of us finding our way, what fit us, 
what made the most sense to us. And I'll tell you, things like the cheer and dance competition at the Forest Festival, we now have our own here in our local market. We now have the naming rights to, we've had the naming rights for a couple of years for a pretty good size high school basketball tournament. We jumped off into a naming sponsor of a high school baseball tournament that's also really big in the spring. And really what's funny to me is just the other day, I guess this cheer and dance sponsorship gets promoted on social media. I started receiving text from people like, wow, love to see y'all support in the community. Thank you for this. Thank you for sponsoring the cheer and dance competition. I'm getting text from people I know. I was a little bit surprised. What hit me was there's a whole nother market segment here that we have really launched ourselves into and people noticed and they appreciated it. I'm glad that that notice is happening because yes, we are supporting these students across all things, robotics, band, everything. We're trying to do that because it is our local community. It's not just segmented into this one little thing. Like there's a whole nother marketplace in terms of being able to somewhat diversify in what event sponsorship looks like for you as an organization. And I think that was really telling for me. It was really eye-opening for me that there's a whole other group of people who came somewhat out of the woodwork to say thank you, which was lost on me up until that moment. I love that we are at a place at Integra that we were able to hire a community relations person. And Melissa is doing an absolutely phenomenal job job. But there are a lot of people that are listening to us that they're going to have to be their own community relations person. Integra is a mid-sized, large organization now to be able to afford a full-time person in that position. So for our smaller agency owners, know that this is what you need to be out there doing. My favorite statistic when it comes to convincing people why community involvement and community relations are so important, 82% of people are more likely to purchase from an organization that they see involved in their community or with a philanthropy that they can identify. 82% of people are more likely to do business with you. And we were talking about millennial marketing and why that shouldn't be a thing. But if you are looking at this from a millennial perspective, 92% of millennials are more likely to do business when they see you involved with the community. To be clear, sure, we've reached this point where we were able to put a resource in place, a person in place to do this. But I have the answer to this, to your point. I did this at one point in time. There have been other people in our organization that had other hats and we would share those responsibilities or it was me. I was the one doing this in the early days. I'm second generation in the agency business. And so there were days where my dad was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm done with that. You you need to go get involved in the community. And that was in the 90s. That was like, go join the Lions Club, go join Rotary, go join this, go do that. Well, I did all all that in the beginning. Now, I didn't recognize that at some point I was going to burn out. I was going to have a different stage of life happen to me with kids and I was going to need to shift some of that event 
time around to different things and find some new people in different areas that my kids were involved in. And I kept doing it, but I might have shifted away from chamber events or shifted away from other types of events that I once was in. And I think in hindsight, I could have put this resource in place 15 years ago to take up the slack that I was leaving behind when I was shifting into my kids stuff. It would have paid us huge dividends to do that. Now in 1995, we couldn't afford it. But in 2010, after 15 years of it, personally, I probably could have made that work financially if I would have had this intelligence at that time. If I would have known better, I could have probably put that in place a long time ago and we would be that much further ahead. So it's not that we're saying you need to go hire a community relations person. It just is that you may need to do this for a while, but have this end goal in mind that you want to replace yourself at some point. So when I talk about calls marketing, a lot of times people People say, oh, that's really not a thing where I am. We don't have those kinds of events. So I just, for fun, just Googled calls marketing. You know, there were 1,130,000,000 results that came back on Google about calls marketing. Trust me, there are events in your area, even if you're in rural areas where you can be. I think sometimes the easiest way to find them is hop on Facebook, go to the event section and put your area this month and you would be so surprised how many events are going to pop up or put in you know your area and the dates of the next three months. I did that yesterday for Pensacola, Florida and I think like 22 events popped up that are things that I would love to be involved with like absolutely love to be involved with that just popped up just by doing that little Facebook event search. There's the local thing that you're probably already in that you're not even paying attention to as well. Look at the ministries in your church. Look at things that are going on that are connected to your kid's school district. Sometimes those things are merged and blurred together like backpack buddies or food pantry. There's all kinds of things like that that are out there that are incredible calls-related things. And we think it's things that we just need to spend money on. And most of the time, it's actually your time to some degree. It's your involvement that is going to be required first for there to be some authentic things there. A lot of times they don't need your money. A lot of times they need your support in some other ways. That's something to have in this thought process as well. The flip side of this is the whole concept of calls marketing is a collaboration between a for-profit business and a not-for-profit organization. And if you're just starting out with your agency, if you're in the first one, two, three years, what that actually does is that association with that nonprofit actually gives credibility to your business. It will in that group of people in that nonprofit community. There's other folks that are involved in that that are going to see you. My piece here, and I can't stress this enough, don't do it to do it. Do it because you have a passion behind that cause. If you don't have a passion behind that cause, move to the next option. You cannot fake it till you make it in the calls marketing millennial segment. You can't do it. Don't try to do it. You will get called out very quickly, and it's just not healthy. We say no to things that don't fit our culture, that don't fit who we are, that we don't have some level of passion with someone. That's one of the things with us. We have a community relations team now. Well, someone on that team has to have 
some level of passion for the event or we don't do it unless that event is kind of considered a can't miss or a must be involved event. And then if it's a must be involved event, our community relations rep is there by default. But there's things like county fair. There's specific people on that community relations team that show animals, that have kids that are going to show animals, that they showed animals when they were young and they were kids in school. And they have a passion for youth fair. And they're going to be involved naturally. So they're naturally grabbing a hold of that and saying, I'll take the lead on this one. I'm passionate about this one. I'm going to be there anyway. So I got it. And then they're the point person. If we didn't have a point person for county fair, I'm not sure we would participate. Not because we don't believe in county fair or youth fair events. It's because we don't have the person to be authentically passionate about that. And so that is very important, I think, to take away from any kind of event marketing, cause marketing, structure that you look at. Shane, how do I say no to my customers who call or email wanting me to sponsor their children's t-shirts or something that I don't see necessarily fits what is best for my business or that I just don't have the budget for? In the smaller community and with a storefront option that we have, we use that as an advantage, number one, to kind of throw it back on them with this. And that is we created a policy that said we're going to say yes to donations. We're not going to say yes to donations that something that we would just completely morally be against. No, we're not going to give an automatic donation about that. But if a kid dance team, cheer team sponsor, softball, baseball team sponsor, raising money, going around doing a fundraiser, asking for a donation, etc. We created a policy that said we were going to automatically say yes. We put that in our community relations hands and said the answer is yes, but the kid has to come in and ask for the donation. So number one, we just created a barrier, okay? Mom and dad can't call and do the work. Whether it's the seven-year-old or whether it's the 15-year-old, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what age we're talking about here. They have to physically come in I love this, by the way, because I think it's teaching some life skills here. But we do this because, one, we want the kids to have to ask. And whether the parents are raising their kids this way or not, it gives us this opportunity to say, hey, you're the one that's in this event. You're the one, Mr. or Mrs. 11-year-old, that has to do this. And so we're actually an organization that's going to say yes to you, but you have to come in and present your case. However, what we found was that it eliminated all of the people that were really just looking for the easy way out. They just went away. Like we didn't have to deal with that anymore. We have a per donation limit and we give that amount of money to every kid that comes in and says, hey, I've got this going on. Would y'all donate to my calls? Yes. Thank you for coming in. Here's the check. That has worked really well. That being said, to your question, set a budget. And when you run out of money, say, I'm sorry, we're out of budget. Check with us again this time next year or check with us again in six months and use your budget as your buffer. Because we had to do that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where we set the budget limit and we said, we're going to spend this $300 a month on donations, giveaways, things like that. And when the $300 is up that month, we're out. If you're late that month asking, then you're just out and we're out of budget money. And I found that People actually respected that. At least that was my experience. I also have one more tip 
don't ask for your name to be on the t-shirt. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's like the ad for the football program. Nobody cares. Nobody's looking for it. And as a matter of fact, I've had this thing before where I said, I'll give you the $50 or $75 donation, but you can't put our name on the t-shirt. Once your name's on the t-shirt, your name's always going to be on the next t-shirt because everybody looks at the previous t-shirt to find out who to go ask for the next t-shirt. The t-shirt doesn't matter. Nobody's sitting there looking at the t-shirt going, oh, wow, look at there. Integra sponsored Little Johnny's team. Nobody does that. Nobody cares. But what it matters is Little Johnny and his parents and the team, they know, and that is your impact. To piggyback onto that, sometimes if you're on a t-shirt with 20 other businesses, three or four of those businesses may not necessarily be businesses that you want your logo to be beside, and you don't have any control over that. No, you do not. We were on a um, t-shirt one time with a after-hours gentleman's bar that was probably not the place we wanted to be culturally or brand element wise. Talking about football season, there's a reason that you see the NFL's foundation. There's a reason that you see these videos on TV. There's a reason that you hear players talk about their foundations. And to each of those players, finding what's most important to them, there's a reason for that. Not only does it give them an opportunity, people start following those players because of their community service oriented projects and foundations. That's what we're looking at encouraging you to do in your own way. We have agents that are involved with Toys for Tots drives, Blue Santa, Reed Integra down in Bidelia, Louisiana does Operation Grits. And we do that as well at our home office in Huntington where we put together boxes to send to our soldiers and sailors overseas. So they have things that they need for Christmas that are given by members of the community. There are so many things that are going on and happening. Choose your passion. Choose what works for you. And be sure to start promoting it on your social media ahead of time. Let people know what you're doing. Lone Star Integra down in Deer Park, Texas, one year did a huge theater rent out. He rented out a local movie theater, and I believe they showed Frozen 2. They were able to get the preview show of Frozen 2 when it came out. And for everyone that brought toys for their donation drive for their local community, they got tickets to walk in and see Frozen before anyone else was able to see it. That was an absolutely huge, huge project for them giving back to their community. That same agent every year during football season does a tailgate for all of the University of Houston home games. And for their tailgate party, you bring food to give to college students that have hunger anxiety issues that don't know where their next meal is going to come from. So find something that fits your passion that's already going on in your community. And if you're not sure about how to find something, reach out to us. Hop on social media. Send us a message. We would love to help you figure out what your passion is. I'll plug grits, gifts raised in the South. Patty put this together over there at Reed, and that is something that military, ex-military, current military, from a patriotism standpoint, if you are in your community, if that's something that you're really passionate about as an agency owner, 
that is a really good one that has a ready-made plan. You can do it yourself. You can take their formula, you put it in place, and you jump in. And we've gotten a lot of really positive feedback, not only from the community, but from the soldier themselves. We've had a couple of situations where they were in somewhat classified areas and we couldn't get the exact address, but we could send it into this one place and they would then send it to where they were. And when we got the message back that that soldier got this box, that box was Christmas. If someone is deployed and they are in an area, they may not be getting Christmas at all or their Christmas is different. Maybe it's a meal, but they certainly gifts around Christmas are are just not generally the case. And so having this really was uplifting spirits and was really a great thing and a concept there. So I'm very happy to plug the GRITS organization and what they're doing. You can find out more information about Operation GRITS at operationgrits.com, or you can go to our social media and we'll have that link for you there as well. So I'm going to leave us with this quote today. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.